Start our day, it's, it's good for a person, it would be important for a person and helpful for a person to, to look at his day and look at his morning and look at your uh, thinking in terms of um, I want to begin my life uh, today, I'd like to begin uh, you know, my, my mission and my purpose and what I'm here to do on this world, why I was put on this world. And like we've said many times, it's very difficult sometimes for a person to understand what his macro, what his major purpose on this world is. Our neshama, our neshama was brought down into this world for very, very specific uh, reasons that we have no idea what those reasons are. That's why we don't know how long a person lives. We don't know, we have no idea we, not, none of you, none of us know how long you're going to live, right? People, that's why I always say when someone says to me, oh, I'm so old, I'm so young, right? Unless a guy's 90 years old, okay, great. But I'm saying someone who's 20 years old, 25 years old, however age, oh, I'm so old or I'm so young. I have so much time, I have no time. Well, you have no idea how long you're going to live. So if a person doesn't know he's going to live, so if a person, let's say, would live till 40, 50 years old, and you're 20 years old, then you're much, much older than someone who's 40 years old, who's gonna live till 90 years old. So, so it's all the perspective. A person, has no, a person has no idea how long he's gonna live. And since you don't know how long you're going to live, right? that's why it's so important for a person to take advantage of every day of his life. As the Mishnah Pirkei in the second parak says, you want to do tshuva a day before, right? You wanna do tshuva one day before you die. Make sure you do tshuva, right? So what's the question? I don't know when I'm going to die. So therefore, when are you supposed to do tshuva? You have to do tshuva every day because you never know what tomorrow brings. And people say, eh, tomorrow I'll be okay. Tomorrow this will be okay. Tomorrow that will be okay. A person never, a person never knows. And besides that, besides that point, besides that point, the, the avoda of a person and the focus of a person, the most important focus of a person is what's right in front of him. And that is to try and take advantage of, of the moments that we have. The moments that we have, the minutes that we have, the hours that we have. The more successful of a person you are, the more you're focused on the value of your minutes in your life, your minutes, your hours. When a person says, oh, I have, right? A person who, who, is, who is taking advantage of, of, of all of his time is someone who is focused on, um, you know, what can I do in this next hour? What can I do in this next minute? I mean, it's hard to think about a minute, but if you think about it, what a person could accomplish in a few minutes and a person could accomplish in um, a, a day, what a person can do in a day in one day, as opposed to saying, oh, I have a whole year, right? I have, I got time, I got a few years, I could chill, I could, uh, the urgency and the strength of a person recognizing what he could accomplish in, with pressure in the moment, not in a negative way, not in an unhealthy way, but to realize that, that I have a lot of, of ability and I have a lot of, of uh, focus that I have within me to focus on moments in time. Moments in time to, to really try and take advantage of that. 
one of the things that we like to talk about and to start off with is the Hilchas Lashon Hara. Why? Why is it important to learn Hilchas Lashon Hara? Because Lashon Hara is something that that destroys yourself and it destroys other people. And, it, and while you're destroying someone else, you're also bringing someone else down with, with you as well. It's not just me uh, hurting the other person. I'm hurting the other person by shaming him, by talking bad about him. But then I bring my friend in, so I'm hurting three people. I'm hurting myself, I'm hurting the person I'm talking about, and I'm hurting the person that I'm talking to. And when a person realizes that life the, the one of the most important things about life is for a person to, to give more and to make the world a better place. And that Hashem put us in this world for a very, very specific purpose to, to, um, to give and to shed light and to be bona, to build the world, to be a mashpia, to, to give over wonderful things. So what happens in your life, when you get married, you have children, when you're around people, you want to ask yourself, am I going to be someone who's going to be giving over more life to people, right? Or am I going to be someone who's going to be hurting people? Am I going to be hurting people? And the more a person doesn't learn to heal himself, the more a person doesn't learn to take care of himself and work on himself and make himself a better person, then what, what naturally will happen is you're going to look at other people and you're going to uh, hurt them. You're going to hurt them by, by bringing other people involved in your hurt. You yourself are hurting by looking at somebody a certain way. And the more a person learns the halachas and the more a person learns how it is I'm supposed to talk, how it is I'm supposed to look at people and to redirect your, your you know, thinking about people and working on it as the Chidush Rim, the Chidush Rim said it took him 16 years. Could you guys imagine this? It took him 16 years to learn to see the good in other people. This was a big, big tzaddik, the Chidush Rim, who we can't imagine how much effort he put in. It took him 16 years to, to be able to find the good in, in people. And that, that's what we, we, we want to try and do. We want to try and learn how to, how to see the good in everything. We want to try and see the good in our life. Because when a person uh, is, is at the end of his life, and a person has uh, finished his life, he wants to look back. You want to look back and say, okay, my life was a, was a beautiful life that I lived. This life that I lived was a life where I... I brought more beautiful things to the world. I shared so much love, so much beauty, so much amazing things with the world as opposed to the opposite. So that's why we would start, we'll start with Lashon Hara, with the Halacha. If anyone has any question, comments, please. Question, comments? Yeah, yeah. Clarification question. Yeah. If a person, let's say, is used to sort of a certain way of thinking, this is the way you actually think, this is the way you interact with your friends, this is the way you interact with your friends, this is the way a person is actually seaborn. Right. So then, how, and let's say there's something that, like, kind of like, like, an aspect that, like, kind of like, he has to retrain himself yes. uh, to do this new thing. Yeah. But 
is it something that is it something that he should put all his focus into because you, you're saying it's like a big key aspect of you're impacting the people around you so that's like the key aspect into like the thing you should be doing now good like okay so Ben's asking a great question um, and, I, and, I, and I'm happy you're asking it because I think this is the key you, you, the more, the more you, every, everything we do, right? Let's, let's start with this. Everything a person does, oh, hey, Yuda. Everything a person does, the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you play basketball, the way you interact with people, the way you drive a car, the way you do anything that you do, anything, think of it, anything you do is a direct outgrowth of who you are. Of who you are. So if you're working on yourself and you are constantly working on yourself and you're, you're, you're involved on a daily basis, on a weekly basis of, of, of figuring out ways to better myself, to refine myself, to make myself a better person, that automatically will overflow into your entire surrounding. So you don't have to, if I'm answering your question correctly, you don't have to focus on how am I affecting the world. That's why probably I would say maybe one of my favorite quotes, possibly my favorite quote, possibly, is be the change you want to see in the world. Why? Because, because oh, I wish people would drive, right, right? right? Oh, in Israel, they drive so crazy, or whatever you're going to say, in Brooklyn, Whatever you're going to say, they just, so when you drive, right, I could say myself, I haven't used my horn, I won't beep at someone when I'm driving for over, I don't even know how many years already, at least 10, probably more than that. I made a decision once, be the change you want to see in the world. So I don't want people beeping at me, I don't beep at them. Obviously, if someone, chas is going to crash into me, I'll beep to say, watch out, watch where you're going. But when, just to beep, you know, uh, you know, it's like waiting online in the supermarket. That's how I look at beeping. You're waiting online at the supermarket and someone's a little bit slow. Imagine being behind them, yelling at them. Would you move it? Get out of here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move. You would never do that. But beeping for some reason, you know, is, uh, you know, is so I'm saying, be the change you want to see in the world like that. Anything that you don't like, and that's the beauty of Lush and Hara. The beauty of Lashon Hara and seeing people is that, is that it's great to go around hugging people thanking them for being the person who you're going to speak Lashon Hara about. Why? When you see someone doing something wrong or something you don't like, why would you go hug them and kiss them? Why? Because they're showing you how to be the change you want to see in the world. They're showing me, I don't like that. Okay, so be the change you want to see in the world. I don't like when I see people who are acting selfishly. Be the change you want to see. So don't be selfish. But can you, can, can you now have that, like... So, in a sense, can you then have an expectation of yourself to change that thing? Being like, Again, Ben, you keep on, right, so, so we slip into what you're saying, Ben. You're, and, and you're right, it's coming from a, a great place. It, you naturally will change people. It's not going to take time. You, the more you work on yourself, and the more you refine yourself, the more you work on every mida that you have to work on, that automatically will overflow into other people. You don't have to worry about fixing anybody. That's not our job is not to fix anybody. The only person we're here on this world to fix 
is ourselves. That's it. That's it. And that includes your wife and your children. I know that's hard to hear. It's hard to imagine what that means. What do you mean? My children right? and the guys who are married right, can, can totally understand what I'm saying. You know, you're not here. None of us are here to fix anybody. The only person we're here to fix and to try and heal is ourselves. And what happens is we don't, we, we forget that. We get distracted from all angles not to take care of ourselves and work on ourselves. And then people say, oh, you're being so selfish. You're working on yourself. You're not being selfish. You're, you're going to be the, the least selfish person because you're caring. You're caring for yourself. You're taking care of yourself. And then what you're going to do is you're going to end up being a Kiddush Hashem. Then people are going to look at Ben and say, well, look at Ben. Look what Ben. Ben served in the army. Ben's been here since day one working on himself, still working on himself sitting here asking questions, looking at himself, that's it, that's, that's, that's a hashpa. yeah, exactly. Now you, didn't, right? now you didn't get up and say, okay, oh, I want to show everybody I'm doing this, I want to show everybody I'm doing that. You struggle yourself, you work on yourself, and then what happens is people look at you and then they say, oh wow, this is incredible, this is incredible, look at that, and we don't even know how people look at us. We don't even know. When I see Moshe Applebaum sitting here with a notebook and a pen, he just showed up and it's like he's been here working on himself, working on himself, working on himself. So he's not doing that for people to see that. He's doing that because he's invested in changing his life. And that screams so loud. It's so loud when we do things uh, for ourselves. Moshe, thank you, Moshe. Okay, good. Yeah, Reb Zev. When Billy says you don't fix your own children, yeah. does that mean if he hit someone, if your child doing something wrong, you ignore it? No, of course not. That doesn't mean you can't help people and guide people and teach. A person has a chiyav to be mechanach. He has a responsibility to, to, to be mechanach, his children, um, to, to create a home that is a certain home, a certain way, we don't fix, you're not fixing them. They have to then fix themselves. They have to learn how to listen. They have to learn, that's all. It's not, it's not my job is to bend your, I'm gonna twist you that way so that you're, you're good, right? There's nothing wrong with giving suggestions to people. There's nothing wrong with, with having conversations with people and saying, you know, especially if it's, you know, someone you love and someone you're close to to say, you know, I see maybe you're doing this wrong. You know, maybe you could work on this. What are your thoughts? There's nothing wrong with, with helping people, but, it's, but, but it, the question is, what's my main focus? Is my main focus to work on myself or my main focus is to work, is to work on, to focus on somebody else? Okay. Oh, yes, Binyamin. Isn't there a mitzvah to rebuke somebody? Yes. There is a mitzvah to rebuke someone. Um, I say let's start by rebuking yourself, right? Start by rebuking yourself. That's how we start. Um, and in certain circumstances, um, if, if you um, are in a close enough relationship with somebody that you could tell them, like I was saying before, that you could tell them, you know, I think what you're doing is wrong. I think what you're doing is, you know, is hurting me it's hurting other people, then of course, if it's done in the right way, you have to know how to do it. 
It's very easy to say, oh, it's a mitzvah to rebuke someone, you know, and start yelling at someone. And especially when it comes to your children and, and people who you're close to, for sure you then think that, oh, yeah, I'm doing the biggest mitzvah by yelling at him and telling him, you know. But so the answer is yes, absolutely. Of course, there's a mitzvah to rebuke someone, but you have to be very, very careful in how to rebuke. Yes, Rabbi Tawil. Right, shla, the shla, the shla cut it. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. The biggest tochacha. Right? Beautiful. 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 You know, I, I think, of course, the, the um, I think it's difficult because we, we um, I think like we, when things bother us, we want to, we want to do something about it. And, and I think the first thing and I know it's hard, it's hard, you know, especially when you're younger, but as you get older and you guys, that's why I'm, you know, talking with you about it, when you get older and more mature, the more mature you get, the more you're able to really bring it inward, bring it inward. And again, not an extreme, I'm not talking about an extreme, like Rabbi Tawil saying, I'm not saying extreme. If you need to talk to someone, first you have to identify who you're talking to, why you're saying it. What, what, what am I trying to accomplish? What, what, why am I, am I angry at the person? Am I angry at the situation? Am I judging him first? I think what happens is, is that for us, the most important thing to do is really to bring it inward and to say, why does this bother me so much? Why am I so bothered by this person? Why does this person bother me so much? Yeah, he's doing something wrong, but why does it bother me so much? Why am I, why is that keep on coming up? Why do I keep on seeing it? Why am I hanging around with that person? If someone bothers, you know, you don't go over to a random person and give them tochacha. So if it's a close friend of yours, so then you can have a conversation with the person. Speak to the person. It bothers me that you're doing this, whatever it is, to have a conversation. If you see the person doesn't know how to respond, so then you have to ask yourself, so why am I friends with this person? What am I gaining to be with this person? It's very deep. This is very deep, why? Because when it comes to emotions and it comes to uh, elbow, which is insult, and our hurt and our being sensitive, so we're very, um, we're very sensitive people. We're very, very sensitive and people around us can hurt us. And our first line of defense is, what could I do? How could I fix that person? How could I fix the situation? How could I fix them? As opposed to how could I fix myself 
I think this happens all the time. It's very, very hard because you have to be very strong. You have to be very independent and you have to be able to put it down on paper and to say, wait one second, you know, maybe I have this problem. Maybe I have this hurt for my childhood that I got to heal. Sometimes you have to say that, you know, maybe I really, maybe it's me. Maybe it's really, really me. Again, someone, people like to say, oh, maybe it's me. But let's say there is someone in my life who's really, really the problem. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to always say the same thing. So you have to ask yourself, why are you interacting with that person? What is your level of interaction with that person? What's your level of interaction? You want to try and interact with people. You want to try and surround yourself with people who are growing, people who you can be open to, people who are helping you get to another, another level. If you're always hanging around different people who you're constantly having to rebuke, or you're hanging around somebody who you constantly have to see why are they doing this, why are they doing that, what's going on, that's a question you have to ask yourself. Why am I in that situation? Why do I keep on finding myself in that situation? Yes, Menachem. Right. Well, so, so again, in your house, it depends what you're talking to. If I would never tell this to a 10-year-old kid or a 14-year-old kid who, let's say, is in a home, and let's say the home is a horror, you know, I, I don't know what I would say to somebody like that. I'm saying, where, you, how old are you, Menachem? What? 22. 22. So, so, Baruch Hashem, Menachem, so whatever you went through growing up, whatever you're doing growing, whatever your home is, not to say this in a, in a negative way, but I'm saying you're, you're, now it's about creating your home. Now it's about creating your home. Now it's about saying, okay, I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna create my home. What do I want my home to be like? The home that we all grew up in. So how often are you there? How often is a person there? And when a person's there, he has to be the best son and be machabed his parents and his siblings, but we're not growing up anymore. I think that's, that's what we tend to forget. I'm not growing up anymore. That's hard sometimes to hear because we all want to, you know, you know, go back and fix and heal and we want to change things about our childhood. So we say like, and it's natural, it's something as you get older and older, it could stay with you. That, oh, I wish. And then what happens is when you have little siblings, you have siblings who are younger than you, then you feel a responsibility to protect them and to take care of them. So I gotta be, especially if you're on the higher end of your family, so then, ah, oh, I know my father and my mother did this and this to me, and they hurt me by doing this and this to me, and they did this wrong, and I have my younger brother, my younger sister, and it's my responsibility to protect my younger brother, my younger sister from that. And the answer is, that's not true. That's not true, I don't know if that's your job. I'm not sure if that's your job. Again, every circumstance could be different. If God forbid, it's a terrible, dangerous situation, it could be you do. But in our average, regular situation, that's not what our responsibility to do is. Our responsibility is to fix ourselves and to heal ourselves and create a home, atmosphere, culture, family that we want to do. Be, it's the same thing, Menachem. Be the change you want to see in the world in your own home. How do I want to, a person says, I don't like the way my father treated my, my mother. I don't like the way my mother treated my father. Whatever it might be. I don't like what their relationship was. I don't like my brother. I don't like our, I didn't like our Shabbos table. I didn't like X, Y, and Z in my home. Great. 
So be that, what are you going to sit your parents down and parent your parents? If you start parenting your parents, you're in trouble. Just telling you. Because you probably were parenting your parents since you're a little kid. And, and that's very, very um, traumatic. It's very traumatic to parent parents. And the older you get when you're younger, it's very difficult because you, you don't even know the difference. You don't know the difference. But when you get older and you're still in the mindset of parenting your parents, so the kasha is on you. The question's on you. It becomes on you. And that is, be the change you want to see in the world. If you want to run your home differently than the way your parents ran your home, ran, ran the home, then get married and create the home that you want to create. And be a good son and be machabed and honor your parents. But to fix your parents, to fix your parents and change your parents, um, all I could say on that is it ain't happening and good luck and you'll spend your time losing, frustrated, getting, getting, feeling bad about it, not fixing yourself, not fixing them, and it's just one big fat mess. And that's hard to hear. The reason I think it's hard to hear is because we have unfinished business. We have unfinished business of growing up. Everybody does. Everybody does. And I want to tell you guys something. You're going to love this one. You think your kids aren't going to say, you think your kids are going to say, yes, I grew up in the perfect home. My dad is perfect and my mom is perfect. Nobody's perfect. No one's perfect. Okay. You want to limit... You, I, think the, I think the goal is, like I told someone once, you're going to have arguments with your wife. You're going to have disagreements, right? The, the, just there's extreme levels of disagreements, right? There's, there's uh, you know, you know, uh, throwing, you know, throwing, uh, what are those, uh, those, you know, those rollers. Your wife, your wife throwing roller, a roller pin at you and you throwing things at each other. That, we don't want that happening throwing dishes and, and smashing and, and that, that's extreme. But to have a conversation that I disagree about something, we have that, okay, good. So it's all the level of, of what, you're, what, what, you're, what you wanna do, what you, how you wanna create the life that you wanna create. And I'm not worried, no one here is worried about you, Menachem, because Menachem is a big tzaddik, and Menachem, for real. Because Menachem, you're a big tzaddik, and you're, you're ready to get married, you're ready to get married, you're ready to build a home, and you're ready to be the change that you want to see in the world. That's what Menachem, Amir Tzachem, will do. Amen, amen. Okay, yes, Nisanal, and then we'll wrap up for today. Or Simcha Raba. Now what? What does that mean? Okay, I, I, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole no, another conversation with that, but, but those are decisions we make also. Those are decisions that we make. We make decisions of who we want to hang around with and, and what our job is. And, you know, the Chavetz Chaim says you, got, you, you quit your job if someone's going to tell you to, to say Lashon Hara, you quit your job. If your boss is going to force you to say Lashon Hara, tell me about X, Y, and Z, otherwise I will fire you. You're supposed to get fired. So you're right. If a person's in a situation, you have to, even within a job, 
You have to stay away from people who are bad influences on you within the job. If you're in a situation where it's hard to get out of it, you also have to pick the right people within, within the job. If you have to be a loner, be a loner. If you have to put on earphones, you put on earphones. I don't know what situation a person is talking about, but you have to do everything you can, right? You stand, at, at the end of the day, you gotta, you're gonna stand alone. You're gonna stand alone. You have to stand alone if you're gonna get anywhere in life. You're gonna have to stand alone because the crowd, most crowds and most things, you know, situations, you're gonna have, you're gonna be affected by the mass, the masses, and you're gonna be affected by most people who are just, you know, living a certain way. Most people are living, not in a negative way, but a lot of people are living unconscious and just living, you know, as I call it, a bobblehead. And they're not thinking about it. So you have to find those people. You have to find those people. You have to find that one person. And if you can't find that person, you have to stand alone. You know, you have to read books on people, Holocaust survivors. Read books on Holocaust survivors that they were amongst. I mean, imagine being in, a, we can't imagine, being in a concentration camp. You know what I mean? What are you going to do then? How are you going to, right? Concentration camp. What are you going to, so you read about the Kleisenberger Rebbe. You read about the Blusjever Rebbe. You read about the Satmar Rebbe. You read about the Tzaddikim. You read Viktor Frankl. Man's Search for Meaning. You read books about people who were in the depths of Gehenna, of Mamish Gehenna, and somehow <clears throat> they were able to Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky talks about it when he was in Siberia, right? People who, who, who were in Mamish, the worst situation, what did they do? They stood, they stood strong to their principles, they stood strong to the Rabbeinu Shalom, to Hashem, to what's right and what's not right, and, and they stood alone. And you have to stand alone. You have to stand alone. Sometimes you have to stand alone. And you have to say, this is what I'm going to do. And it's difficult. And we wish we had the, you know, the, 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 you know, Baruch Shem in this yeshiva. I think we do have it. In this yeshiva, it's a culture. You want to be part of a culture where you're comfortable, where you're able to work on yourself, where you're able to talk, you know, about the things that you need to talk about. You're able to grow at the pace that you need to grow, right? Baruch Hashem. But most regular society places are going in one way and you have to, you know, you have to be that change that you want to see. I mean, look at Nisanal. You guys don't, I don't know how many of you know Nisanal. Nisanal came here, right, for, and what did he say to me before, Masil Sharm? Tell it, share everybody what you told me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right, he has an off day at work, so he's coming to get some sanity. So, uh... So that no, so that's so that's being Nisanal, so that's being the change you want to see in the world. That's going ahead on your off day. Right? There was a soldier yesterday who had an hour off. He was friendly with some of the guys over here. He was off for an hour. He's in a he's a sniper, he's in Sayeret, he's in a special unit, and he was in the neighborhood and he had an hour or so off and he said, I wanna to come to Yeshiva on my on my hour off. I, on my, my hour off, I wanna to come to Yeshiva to, to get close to Hashem, whatever, whatever it is. It's hard. It's hard. It's very difficult sometimes for a person to stand alone and to stand clear and to be focused on what he has to do. It's very easy to just be, you know, follow everyone and just say, yeah, everyone's saying, Lashon Hara, I got to be accepted. It's very hard to stand, to be alone and to stand up 
for what's right. It's very difficult. I don't mean stand up against people. For, for yourself. For yourself. Between you and yourself. Okay. Um, I just want to learn one, one thing about, about Hilchel Sashara. Then I do just want to read one thing. Today is the Mesil Sasharim's yard site. Today is the Ramchal's yard site. So I just want to read one thing um, in the Mesil Sasharim. But in Chavetz Chaim, he says that, um, that in Shemaim there are two chambers. There's a chamber of Schusim and there's a chamber of Chova. In the chamber of Schusim, 71 Sanhedrin look to find good things for the Jewish people. Heichal Achova is the Sutton sits in this chamber and he talks badly about the Jewish people. Says the Zohar, from where does each chamber draw its power? Says the Zohar, when a person always and tries to think positively and looks for the schusim in others, then the heichal schus finds schusim for him. You hear that? Is that incredible? When you find good in others, then the heichal schus finds schusim for you. So the greatest thing you could do for somebody and for yourself is to judge favorably. If a person finds fault in others, then the heichal achova finds faults with him. So it's incredible. That it comes down, even Lashon Hara comes down to what you're doing to yourself. People think that, oh, uh, Lashon Hara, I'm hurting that guy, I'm hurting the person I'm telling. The person who you're hurting the most, ultimately, is really yourself. It's really, really yourself. Uh, because ultimately, Hashem puts people in our lives and puts situations in our life to help us. Always to help us. Everything, Hashem, everything that Hashem does is for us. Shem doesn't do anything to us. It's all for us. You, you're in a bad situation, you're in this, and we don't always see it. When you're in it, you don't always see it. But we have Amuna, and we know, we know that a lot of times hindsight, when you look back, you say, you know what, that was the best thing that I had to go through, and that was the best thing for me. It was for me. And Hashem, whenever Hashem puts people in our lives and that are difficult for us, people in our lives that are challenging for us, ultimately... It's the greatest gift for us. We just got to figure out how to, how to uh, dissect it and how to understand it and how to be able to get through it, move through it. Okay. Shem will help us all. We'll just read. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I'm just going to read the famous. Um, I mean, there's a lot to say about the Mesil Sisharim. Um, it says on, on the yard site of, of, of any person but Befrat Tzadik. We're able to, to tap in to the mission of the tzaddik. For me to go ahead and talk about um, the Ramchal and his mission would be silly um, to, to uh, you know, be able to say, it, especially in a few moments here. But one thing I could just say that I very much connect to in Mesil Sharm with uh, the Ramchal is one very basic thing. Um, and that is <clears throat> to really what we talk about all the time, that's why we call this Mesil Zisharim, and that is to really um, extract yourself different times in your life, whether it's daily, Halavai will do it, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly, and really, really, really ask yourself and focus yourself and get clear why I'm here on this world. What is the purpose of my existence in this world? And not in a, like we said, starting off this year, not in a big, big 
uh, heebie-jeebie sense because you're, you're never going to really know why. After 120, maybe we'll really understand why we came to this world for 70, 80, hopefully 90, 100 years, halavai. But, but to really, really dig deep within yourself and to spend the time, I think that's the key. Spend the time. Spend time in your life figuring out the things that you need to figure out, which is, what is it all about? And that's something to do consistently. It's not like, I figured it out. You, you're, you need to consistently really dig in to yourself and to your purpose, spending time alone, spending time um, consistently, consistently within your lifetime to always be asking yourself, no matter how old you are, you could be 90 years old, you could be 70 years old, you could be 50 years old, you could be 40 years old, you could be 15 years old, you could be 21 years old, to ask yourself, what is life about? What's the purpose of life? What does Hashem want from me? Why am I here? What is it all about? What is it all about? And the more a person is able to push away all of the media and all of the news, and that includes the the uh, yeshiva news, meaning not you know, meaning the orthodox news that includes that. Push that to the side. Push away all of the media. Push away all of what people are saying. People are what you're reading, commentaries, all of that. I'm saying even whatever you're reading in books. I'm not talking about learning Muslim. I'm talking about spending time with you, and you. Spending time with you and you, asking yourself, writing things down, writing, writing, journaling. What's this about? What did Hashem create the world? You can learn Derech Hashem. And, and, and this is just a fact for everybody to know. Anybody who has any questions on Judaism, until you go through Derech Hashem, at least, I'll tell you once, with the Feldheim, the Feldheim for sure. You go through the Derech Hashem with the English. Very easy to read. I mean, it's di difficult concepts. I guarantee anybody here, you will have no questions on Judy. Well, let me say even better. Until you finish that safer, assume that your questions, it's like asking questions to a medical, to a doctor about, about your, uh, you know, he's telling you have strep and you're going to argue with him. And it's like, I I'm a doctor. What do you know? So with Judaism, it's the same thing. You don't know, we don't know Judaism. You want to learn Judaism? You want to learn what, what Hashem is about? What, what Torah is about? What life is about? You have to learn Derech Hashem. You learn Derech Hashem, you go through it, then you can start asking questions. So Hashem will help us. Beschus, Ramosh Chaim Ben Yaakov, I think was his father's name. The Mesil Zisharim, we should be Zoha to to get focused in on our mission in life, all of us, because life is more precious than we can imagine. And through that will be Zoha to live the gift of life that Hashem has gifted to all of us. Have a wonderful first day of the rest of your life. <laughs>